we have seen a lot in our life, haven't we, everybody? Aren't we going through a strange time? Well, I've got some scripture just for you, okay? As we live through this, and we are, as we live through this, we're going to go through all of what is happening in this world, and not just America, but this world. And when we come through this on the other side, if we are human at all, we will going to be learning something. Did you know that for so many years, we have really had no trouble in this country? Most of you young people don't know anything but comfort, peace, and joy. Really? When it comes to having an enemy, when it comes to having to fight for something to eat, we don't know what that's like, basically. If you do, I can show you every church in America where you can go get something to eat. Amen. We just left, where were we? Sunsight, Sun and Zona, Bisbee, Douglas, all down and through that area. We left with more cantaloupes and honeydews and stuff. I mean, I gave stuff away for a week. There was a semi-truck that drove up in there. People lined up for a half a block all around that church. They were giving away food. For anyone to go hungry in this country, it is their own fault because you can come right here and get all the help you need. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Really? God's people have the resources to help folks. If they don't want help, they'll stand there with a sign. Whoa. Did I say that right? Yeah. If they don't want help, they'll stand there with a sign on the very bottom. What does it say? God bless. <laughs> well, they left the you out of there. It lets them know what, well, it lets you know where their heart is at. I will guarantee you, church, that if Art and Wanda Peace was broke down on the road and the old bus let us, let us down, I could get some help. Because I know your pastor would know someone, or I know pastors that would come all the way out and help us and bring, them back to, bring us back to their home. So we are dealing with some strange things going on in this world, and it's actually two forces at work, God and the devil. The flesh is right in the middle. That's you and me. So we got a little fight going on here in America. We think it's a great big deal, but the problem that we really have is that cell phone you have. <laughs> we are able to say or do whatever we want. We can read what everybody else has got to say, and boy, do we have a mess in our home because of it. Boy, I went so far as to do it. I was preaching a revival in Wilcox. And a young man was sitting right in between his mom and dad. I really stuffed my foot in my mouth, but I got out of it okay. He was messing with his phone the whole time I was preaching. Hey, Joe, you ought to hear what that fat guy's got to say. <laughs> I don't know that he said that, but he had a sarcastic attitude like most kids do nowadays. They weren't raised by my mom and dad. <laughs> So I stopped what I was doing, and I said, can I see that thing a minute? The kid says, no. I said, I'm going to give it back to you. Just let me, show, let me see something. So finally he relinquished that phone for just a second. I said, this is what kids do nowadays. I said, now, Mom and Dad, what you need to do is maybe take that away from him for a while. Tell him to go outside and play. 
Whoops. That's what we used to do. I think I grew up okay. I didn't need that cell phone. Man, I'd go out and pretend I was all over the world in the universe. We don't pretend anymore. We follow what our friends say to do. That's a problem. Following what your friends want you to do will get you in some serious trouble. It seems like someone smarter than you, this friend of mine who will get me in trouble, want me to go steal a car or something like that. Remember that, kids growing up? Aggravate you, aggravate you. No way, Jose. Why? Because when I get home, my dad will whoop me. My daddy whooped me three times. That's all it took. After that, it was, yes, sir. My mom made me go cut the switch. Yes, ma'am. At 13 years old, my mom went to hit me, but good for smoking a cigarette. Everybody's tried that one. If you didn't know the Lord, like Wanda, never had alcohol touch her lips or smoke a cigarette in her life, ever. And she's 39 years old. <clears throat> You're welcome, honey. Mom caught me smoking a cigarette, hauled off, we're going to slap me, made me smoke the whole thing right in front of her. I didn't cough, choke her, pass out. She says, well, you little stinker, and went to hit me, and I grabbed her hand. Blah! She said, I can't hit you anymore, can I? I said, Mom, you don't have to. I won't do it anymore. I understand. There comes a point in time in our life to where we're going to have to understand why we're being corrected and why we are literally following the wrong people. Amen? Amen? Father, we come to you this morning with praise and worship from our hearts. Lord, this country and this world needs you. They need to understand who is in charge and who's in control. Lord, we can take control of our lives and we can make a mess of it. We, we can run in fear or we can run to you. Lord, I pray that you will help this country in starting in our homes to raise our children in the fear and admonition of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to not fear the things of the world, but Lord, respect and fear what you're able to do. Our salvation depends upon it as well as our livelihood, our happiness, our peace, and our joy. Help us this morning to receive from you not only the Word of God, but for the instructions, Lord, that you've given us in the Bible that will give us the peace that we're searching for. Thank you for your anointing to preach it this morning upon me and the anointing to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, what do we got here? Well, turn with me. Let's start with... Here we go. Well, I don't know if this is going to work or not, brother. We'll do the best we can. There it is. Matthew, if I trip on these cords, would you guys help me get up? Yes. Matthew chapter 10. This is the New King James Version. I've got the Old King James, the New King James, the Some King James, the New Something International, the Somewhat, Who Knows What in the World, and every, there's even a new one called the Mirror Bible. My goodness, it's getting pretty crazy, isn't it? 
I chose this one because it doesn't veer too much from the original translation of the 1611, where they spent a lot of years making it right. But we're in America, so let's hear what it says. Verse 27 says here, Jesus teaches the fear of God, okay? Verse 27, chapter 10 of Matthew. Whatsoever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in your ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Everybody got that? But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Look at that. What an illustration of fear. Jesus is teaching us not to fear people who can kill your body. So what I'm trying to get together this morning is somewhere where you and I can walk as Christians and know who we are, where we stand, what the devil and people are able to do, and what God is able to do. We have a natural fear. Anyone that is not afraid of certain things is a liar or crazy. Is there any war veterans out there? I'm an ex-Marine Vietnam vet. Anybody out there? One, two, three days in country, they called it. About the second day in a war zone, you are filled with fear of the natural man because your life is in danger 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For those of you that don't know what it's like to live in constant fear, I will give you the easiest illustration that I can come up with. When you're living in a war zone where your life is in danger every second you breathe, every day that you live in that zone seems like it's a week long. Every week that you live is like a month, and every month is like a year. That's what it's like. To be gripped and not knowing if doing your job and you're able to do it because of your training, if you're going to survive or if you're going to die. So a year in a war zone to me was like 12 years of my life. You come back lost about 40 pounds of weight off your body because of the food and working 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Sometimes have to go out and defend the perimeter of the base. When you come back, you're a little nuts for about a year. Maybe I still am. Fear, church, is a natural thing. But a great transformation takes place in you and I when we become born again. The biggest fear that you have is the fear of death. Chew on that a minute. What are we afraid of? We're afraid of dying. It, we're, we can get so afraid we don't want to get in an automobile and drive around. We can get so afraid, maybe you should about this, don't get on a motorcycle. <laughs> I had four of them things. The last one about killed me and my son both. You ought to be afraid of them things. Get off of them. Ooh, I hit a struck a sour note there. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Fear of dying. 
where we live in Roseburg, Oregon, or nearest town anyway, there's, a, there's one big hospital. It's turning into a retirement community. Everyone has found, I shouldn't say this out loud. <laughs> they found Roseburg, Oregon. Here's this beautiful green place where the weather's pretty cool and pretty neat. And the neat thing about it is there's retirement homes and communities and apartments built all around the hospital. <laughs> you think I'm kidding you? Tour the place. You see, and it's as close as you can get from your door to run to the emergency room right across the street. Get me in there quick. Well, they're afraid of dying. Why? Because they don't have Jesus. Does Jesus overcome our fear of death? Absolutely. The transformation, church, boy, I better hurry. The transformation that happens for you and I is when we've been born again. Our salvation is secure. Not only is our salvation secure, but the Holy Spirit that lives within us takes away the fear of death. Because for you and I that know Him, when we die, we step into a brand new life. A friend of mine just died in Tucson about a month ago. We were still out here on tour. We went to his memorial service. And the most important thing I remembered about him is not only did this man know the Lord, but he wasn't afraid of death. He was a wonderful giver and a wonderful friend. He was the way a Christian should be. Wasn't two-faced in any way. Loved God. He stepped from death into life in the twinkling of an eye. You and I are going to be doing the very same thing. The way this world is going is they are running from fear. And they're running in directions that cause you and I a lot of trouble. But know that God is very, very capable of taking care of us. Let me give you one more scripture and I'm going to hurry, okay? Turn with me to Hebrews. Hebrews, you know, it's like the guys making coffee. I don't have to hurry. Hebrews chapter 2. And let's look at start at verse 14. Hebrews 2 and 14. It's talking about Christ. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, Christ, right? That through death he might destroy him who had, I underlined had in red, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all of their lifetime subject to bondage. Everybody get that? Death, fear of death is a bondage, church. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. That's you and I. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he's able to aid those who are tempted. We're tempted. Temptation has many forms. 
we can be tempted to run to Walmart and buy out all the toilet paper. <laughs> what in the world's going on? Why? Because everyone wants to go hole up somewhere, and they're afraid that all the basic commodities of life will be gone. You and I are suffering because of it. And we hear all kinds of hilarious things and see them on Facebook. I don't do Facebook, Wanda does. You're not going to see me scooting around in the front yard. I'll find something better than that. But I'm grateful that in every way Jesus knew and knows the things that you and I are going through. And he has made a way of escape from all of this because we have the faith. Boy, my nose is itchy. I'm not sick, I promise you. I'm allergic to Arizona, man. It's called spores in the dirt. It's a true thing. We are literally God's kids. And because we're the seed of Abraham, we inherit not only the kingdom of heaven, which is in here in our heart, and when we get to heaven, we will have a home there where all of the things that we know now will be behind us, and we don't have to worry about them anymore. But between here and heaven, church, we have got Jesus Christ on our side. Fear has no place in our life. Why? Because not only do we know we're saved and born again, but we know through that we know peace. Now you know Art and Wanda peace. But we know the peace of God. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, it's a wrong spirit, but of power and of love in a sound mind. We're not going crazy over because there's no Purell to wipe our hands off with and kill the germs. We're not going to worry about getting in the car and going somewhere. We know that God's got this thing under control. And even if, and I'm going to place this out there, even if we were to get this thing and die, we'll go to heaven. We are not going to tempt the Lord and go out there and try and kiss on people that's got this virus. <laughs> Common sense. Hello, folks. Just as your pastor said this morning, we are going to wait on God to work it out. And through it all, church, you and I are going to see people come to salvation. That's why you're left here. Did you know that? Because you are a living Bible for some people out here that's running in fear. Father, thank you that we are no longer fearful, but we know you as our Lord, Master, and Savior. You, Lord, paid the price. And we know that come what may in this world, you not only have it under control, but we are your children and be with you forever in a place that's perfect. Thank you for our salvation and your blessing on us this morning in Jesus' name. Is there anyone here this morning that does not know Jesus Christ? We'll let the Holy Spirit deal with you on that one. <laughs> Didn't mean that to be funny, but it came out that way. We, we also have a spirit that's able to laugh in the place where people are so concerned about. But it is our main concern that you know the Lord, and that only begins with a prayer of salvation. If you have said that prayer and you've meant it, if you are here because you live this life, then fear has no place in it. And yet God is still able, through the difficult times, to see people come to salvation. Amen? Do you need special prayer?
we'll slap oil on your head, come from Jerusalem, it even smells good. And we're going to believe God for miracles. Amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. If you, would you stand with me? Let's do that. We'll let you go in just a minute. You're in no hurry? No. Cool. Don't ask when you do no encores. <laughs> Look at <laughs> Lord, we thank you that you are in control. Completely in control. We just read, you're aware of the sparrows, Lord, that fall to the earth. You ordain things to happen. You allow things to happen for reasons. Why is Satan still running amok? It's because you give us a choice. To live for God or live for the devil. This old flesh is weak, Lord. We know because we live it. But we're only strong through the blood of Jesus and the body that was broken for our salvation. We come to you this morning asking you to give us the strength. Renew the right spirit within us. Grant us the peace, the joy, and the happiness that we know will always be there for us. Help us this morning as we go our separate ways. Lord, to give you all the glory and praise that we'll get through this difficult time in the world and even in our own homes, in Jesus' name, amen. Listening friends, do you know God? Not just know about Him. Today is the day to decide to become His child. God loves you and Jesus came to die for your sins. In Romans 3.23, we are told, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. God says... The penalty for sin is death. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We sin and deserve death and hell. However, Romans 5.8 says, But God commended his love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loves you so much, he died for us so that we can be forgiven and have eternal life. How do we do this? Romans 10, 9 through 8 says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Today is that day for you to come to God and truly know him. Do you know him? Do you want to know him? Pray in your own words like this, God, I know that I am a sinner and deserve punishment. I believe that Jesus died to pay my sins. Forgive me and help me to turn from my sins and to live for you. If you have asked this of God and truly believe you are God's child and part of, of his family, we encourage you to do these things. First, tell somebody that you are saved. Second, start reading the Bible each day. We recommend starting with Ephesians and then the Gospel of John. Find a good Bible teaching church. If this is your, your day of salvation, you can contact us and we will send you a booklet to get started on your new life and are available to help you with any questions you have about the Bible. You can contact us by email at office at chloridebaptistchurch.com or by mail at Chloride Baptist Church, P.O. Box 65, Chloride, Arizona 86431.